0: War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, remember for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401. 439-6028. Plan for your tree, and maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today. Four three nine sixty twenty eight. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service since two thousand six. Tree trimming experts. Give them a call. Four three nine sixty twenty eight or online at yankeetreeservice.com. Your listing to the john DePetro show folks it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at our website dipietro.com it's tuesday it's october 18th folks there's an interesting development um, that is taking place right now and it is starting to look like the democrat party now we're going to talk there's a lot of news right now and one of the things i like about when there is in fact uh, an election is just the, the news those that are in office have to defend their positions they're in but i'm looking at democrats worry they peak too soon ahead of the midterms and i'm starting to have you noticed that early voting starts uh, tomorrow in rhode island but i am starting to also agree and i actually mentioned this uh you're gonna hear um i i i I was i think that they peak too soon and i think this story that's in the hill kind of backs that up that they have cause for concern right now that they're fading at a bad time ahead of the midterm elections after a little bit of a summer surge there was optimism they could you know buck the trends and retain control of congress but a new york times siena college poll found republicans held 49 45 lead over democrats generic ballot roughly one month before the election that re- represents a shift from september when it found the democrats so the republicans the red wave is slowly coming back i believe now it's going to be a red tidal wave i think people are fed up i think people do want change poll followed a trend among other surveys late september showed democrats leading republicans but it is either the, the lead has either shrunk or it's just disappeared and it's a matter of timing right now you know gas prices are going up biden is weak at the top and then that brings us many of the you know summer polls showed that maybe the democrat party you know there was there was even starting to be a feeling that president biden had kind of calmed the waters a little bit and that people were saying okay you know maybe they maybe he could do four more years maybe he will be on i I, does anyone think that right now does anyone think that but the senate is also herschel walker is really swinging back in georgia and dr oz that is almost a dead even race now they have a big debate coming up it's uh on the 25th so i think it's a week from tonight yeah the um the pennsylvania race so the the races around you know the country some of these very important senate races they're really closing the gap but right now it is starting to look they're slightly favored to win the senate but that is evaporating and i'm starting to think that it's going to go the other way now closer to home several things now channel 12 i want to credit channel 12 folks if you go to the website to petro.com governor mckee is in i i just he's in a full-scale war with channel 12 i don't think channel 12 has done anything wrong i think the reporting has been right on the money they don't get the straight answers from the mckee campaign so they find other ways to get the information and every time they do that Governor McKee seems to double down and get angrier but let's just be very clear this business of the RICAS scores so for Governor McKee to still try to say that during the debate he stood on the Channel 12 debate stage a week ago last Tuesday night and it was Governor McKee against his Republican challenger Ashley Kalis and Governor McKee said he didn't have the test scores, Channel 12, through their own reporting and investigating, have found that, in fact, the state received these test scores. You know that map out exactly. These are the standardized test scores. That they actually received them the day before the Democrat primary, September 12th. Now they could have released something on the 12th. If that had happened, Helena folks beat him at the ballot box on that Tuesday. It's also interesting you know the governor governor McKee right now is advertising or he put out something on social media that they need volunteers for the campaign when's the last time you saw that a sitting governor who can't get people to want to volunteer in his campaign i think that's really interesting three weeks out from the election three weeks to go we are going to be at the polls i mean when you think about that i i don't think i've ever seen that before at least not that they were even advertising that they kind of needed volunteers now if you want to um just wonder there is a high profile volunteer that's that's on the campaign you can read about it but today is tuesday october 18th next tuesday is the 25th then the the next tuesday is november 1st and then we're going to vote on the 8th so count it out the election is one two three weeks from today three weeks to go um, you could read the story I, i've never heard of a situation where uh pork boy dan york down the dial is is admitting he's he's now a, a he's a campaign worker for governor McKee. and may, maybe part of the problem is that you know McKee is so desperate doesn't have anyone but that crosses over it's up to the calis campaign though if they want to do anything about it what i think is interesting is now you have a campaign worker who is giving a gift of his time and at the same time you know basically acting as a there's a campaign worker acting as a surrogate on the radio i i just if if that's ever happened before i don't remember anything like that i certainly don't remember anyone at channel 10 channel 12 um i don't remember anything like that on the radio i i think the way governor mckee and Porkboy, they the two buddies the two they fancy themselves the kings of cumberland I think the way they viewed it was, well, if Ashley wants fair time, she can come in here, you know, and thinking that he would then like rake her over the coals and go after her. I I view it the other way. It's actually on McKee. He's getting a gift in kind, and I'm sure it's a non-reported gift in kind contribution, which is he has a surrogate, a campaign worker on the airwaves. So that's up to the Kalis campaign. I asked her about it yesterday. They seemed a little thrown on it. I know they're focused on other things, but it, it's an easy to understand thing. I i think the two Dans, McKee and York, they think of it as, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, if she says she wants to come on, I'll like pulverize her and just totally, you know, go after her and like demolish her in the air. I view it as, you know, what if a, a campaign worker from McKee started giving free gas? to the campaign and then it wasn't reported that's a gift in kind contribution you're supposed to report that stuff if someone is you know providing food for the mckee campaign what if a campaign worker was then giving them free rent all those things have to be reported so i view it more as if the catalyst campaign wants to go after it's it's really the mckee campaign they want to go after um but i i don't recall a campaign worker having access three hours a day now again anyone can argue about this isn't about where someone ranks or ratings or anything like that it's really about the candidate and one of his workers and kind of going around the end system but speaking of this business i want to get back to the business of the scores so governor mckee is trying to say that when he stood in the channel 12 debate stage that he was right on point when he said that he didn't have them that the department of education folks no one believes that he is, this is like totally ridiculous. Here's, here's the, the gist of the story. They get the scores on September 12th day for the primary. They don't want to release them. And that that maybe Helena folks lost by 3,000 votes. I don't know if she could have gotten 3,000 more people on primary day to vote for her. But it, probably some could have shifted it some way. And then McKee really would have been on his heels. That would have been a big day before the primary story. So they've been holding on to them. They they said they're going to release them after the election. They made it political. Now Governor McKee stood in the debates and said we 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 don't have them, and tried to make it like well the vendor hasn't like delivered them. Think of like a post, like the post office or you know a mail mail carrier, where you say no they they haven't delivered them to my house and then channel 12 checks with the the post office and they say no they you know we delivered them we delivered them to him he's got them and then governor mckee backs off and says well yeah but they're in my mailbox i haven't gone out to my mailbox to get them listen when he was on the stage last tuesday on channel 12 he thought he was on safe ground by saying we don't have them he didn't think of that and now the vendor by the way is going underground and the vendor won't say anything but the vendor did initially tell channel 12 that they they had delivered them to the state so now the new excuse is the state has them but he just they haven't processed them i mean is there anyone that actually believes this Um, they don't so the score is going to be bad but now there's a new controversy that has even popped up so you have last night was a big night with the superman building now i also want to mention i did go i attended i should say the cd2 congressional to debate last night it was at the university of rhode island and it was Cranston mayor alan fung and um seth magazine of the general treasurer now they're debating tonight but they're debating that on a channel 12 and for those of you that have fios there's still a problem that that uh, wpri is not carried by fios right now they have dropped them because they have a disagreement so what channel 12 and this is the ted white um uh, ted nisi tim white channel 12 debate with the two candidates mayor alan fung and then seth magaziner so what they're going to do is they're going to air it on CW, which I I don't watch that. I don't think a lot of people watch it. I know they promote it. This is actually, I think, an advantage for... If you're in the lead, which Alan Fung is, I think it's actually an advantage for him. Last night I did attend, and General Treasurer Seth Magazina kept interrupting. He was very rude, very entitled. Um, He wants to make this entire race, the CD2 congressional race, to replace Jim Langevin, saying that, this is all about abortion and it's all about that they want to take away social security it's all scare tactics he has no plans uh it was it was you know a def- definitely a democrat leaning uh set of questions and then the crowd definitely leaned in that direction so i'm more anxious to see how mayor fung's going to do but i i think it actually plays to his favor less people that watch it and just because of the nature of the dispute less people will in fact see it some people may flip over but other people what happens if you're trying to find something and then you can't find it i think people just give up and then they just end up watching something else or doing something else so that is um but that's the whole fear i i think mayor fung needs to lay out a little bit this whole business of it's it's going to go to the republicans if seth magazine actually won the race and then kevin mccarthy the republicans take over congress he would basically be like the jv team to cicilline that's what it would be the jv team to cicilline be a freshman congressman and with the party that's not in power so it'd be at the back of the bus but last night in providence the council approved these millions in tax breaks for the superman building and for the first time people are getting an idea of the quote affordable rents in this superman building are you ready for the studio apartment 2200 this is the superman building and the developer is getting all these tax breaks this is the dan mckee project one bedroom apartments three thousand dollars you want a two-bedroom apartment in the superman building four thousand dollars Three-bedroom apartment in the Superman building, $5,200. This is the McKee affordable housing. This is ridiculous. This is a gift to labor. The only reason Governor McKee is doing this is, again, because the union's no-bid contract. The developer, he's getting all this money from the state. The whole thing, it's going to cost $220 million. And they say affordable housing is going to be a five thousand dollar apartment folks it's it's just absolutely um ludicrous but this is this is again does this the property would uh they they get a big break in taxes and then the state's giving them money uh does does anyone really think that that's an idea of affordable housing i mean that is just again totally insulting but this has nothing to do with wh- whether or not should this be done should be the state be bailing no of course not no absolutely not this is this isn't about that this is a gift to labor so between the soccer stadium that's one gift right where they get to build a 150 to 200 million dollar stadium think of the money they're going to make off that that's a no-bid contract so they can uh, juice up the price they don't have to submit a competitive bid the price will be 25 30 percent what it over what it should be superman building that's another over 220 million uh no, again they, they'll they'll make a fortune off of that again that's not a that's not a put it out to bid the unions get that that's what these are these are gifts to labor you ever see the movie uh goodfellas right after they get a score what do they do they got to pay right pay the tribute up to the boss that's what this is that these are the gifts everyone that supports this it's not that it makes sense it's not that the public should be giving them money it's all they're paying tribute okay we here is here is my tribute to you here is my donation blah 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 and they you know pay the the tribute to the in, in the movie the mob boss and boy the mob bosses the union bosses were out last night they have their claws the seth magaziner it's also comical seth magazine of the general treasurer last night in the cd2 debate with Cranston mayor alan Funk was talking about bringing manufacturing jobs back to Rhode island i mean you have governor mckee sabina matos the mayor of patucket uh all of them walking a picket line for the laborers against a private company in Pawtucket. a private company what do you think a regular business thinks when they see that And by the way, I've heard that one of the ways that Governor McKee, one of the ways that they got, uh, there was a no vote in the Commerce. With uh, a a Commerce, when they were voting on the soccer stadium, that one of the people voted, they they abstained from voting, a non-vote. Now, I've heard it's because they promised that person that they would not try to unionize his business, that if he did vote in favor of it, or voted against it i should say if he voted against it that then they would do a full court press to try to unionize his workplace so that's you know shame on the business person that the way he keeps the unions out is he sits on commerce and the reason he does it is so then he can trade you know no vote yes no or non-vote a non-vote was a vote in favor of it remember governor mckee they didn't say we need you to vote for it they said just don't vote i heard it was if you don't vote for it then the unions promise they won't try to go into your business and, and unionize so all forms of corruption folks it's tuesday we're going to talk to donna perry about some of the national races it's all right here on the john DePetro show propane plus in rhode island for all your propane needs call them 401-885-4209 in massachusetts you can reach them at 508-252-3359 Propane heating and cooling—it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24/7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember, with Propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 885 4209. In Massachusetts, call them at 508 252 3359. They're very easy to navigate website. It's propaneplus.com. Propane Plus, call them 401 885 4209. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, tweetro.com. Joining in right now, she is one of my siblings, an independent columnist, opinion maker, always in the know as far as politics. It is Donna Perry and DJ. I'd like to start off. Uh, last week, um, we saw the very much anticipated first gubernatorial debate in Massachusetts uh, between Healy and Jeff Deal. And I'm anxious to hear, now that the dust has settled, how do you think the two candidates did? And where do you think this leaves us with the race?
1: Yes, and good to be with you, J.D. Um, it was good to at last see them side by side. It has not been, uh, you know, the most widely covered fireworks gubernatorial race. Um, and I, I would just say I, I think it was a shame that I thought Deal did pull out some you know, I think he tried to put Healy, uh, feet to the fire a little bit, but I have said this for a few weeks. Number one, John, I just think it's very late, um, in, in that, in terms of where we are in the calendar. But I do think, you know, Healy determined early on that her only playbook is, you know, attached deal to Trump. And, and that was what she came right out on. So I don't think that's a surprise. And I think she mostly thinks that's really all she had to do. And I, So I think in in terms of um, what Deal did try to put, uh, I think, some very important things on the line. And he he also made the point about uh, illegal immigration that that has become a little more on the ground in Massachusetts in terms of there is an effort now to reverse the legislature to give free to give driver's license to illegals. Now, well, it's going to go on the ballot.
0: So, right. And yeah. and
1: so it's a referendum question. They tried, you know, they yeah. put it in, you can reverse it. And I would just say I had thought for a while, like, I think that's a very big issue. And he can run a lot with that yeah. Baker, who is a moderate, and then he can bring a lot of independence along. Um, Baker has had said he did not think it's a good idea to have the the driver's licenses. And right. and I think deal finally got that out. And he tried to hold Healy to an answer for that and said, well, this is a way to automatically make them voters. You know, J.D., that's what's behind it. It is um, because it it gives someone what? A government ID. Let's face it. Now, Healy and other people tried to say, no, that's not exactly how it's going to work. But that's kind of baloney because it is going to work that way. So I think that's like a very, very significant issue. It is tied into the referendum thing on the ballot. I think a lot of the people in the state don't favor it. So I I think Deal did score some points on that. Um, I also think... That, you know, he he has tried to talk about Massachusetts, very liberal, and and there are a lot of families and parents. They don't like what they're seeing um, in this extremes, I would call it, of the curriculum where you're seeing, you know, things brought in at the very low, you know, K to eight level, very young grades um, and, and putting, you know, certain parts of the curriculum that I think a lot of parents, if they understood that's what's being planned, you know. Don't want to see that. So I thought the fact that he got that kind of message out um, at this point in the calendar, I think it was pretty widely seen. I think it had, you know, decent ratings for where it ran. And then the obviously all the clips are everywhere online. So, you know, I think he did a good job, John. I just think what is a little bit disappointing is that with someone like a Healy, you have to really take the fight to her yeah um you know so Donna some of do that you
0: think how much do you think I, i'm just gonna say i mean how much do you think that the trump whatever people want to call it the umbrella mm-hmm. how much that just you know what some people just don't understand that is a non-starter for a lot of people I, it's certainly look, independence i know people may say you know well in massachusetts but it's the the problem that I see with that is, and they can't deny it. I mean, you know, they did, they got the endorsement and the robocalls, but there's a reason why Baker did two terms and was able to kind of keep them at arm's length.
1: Yes, and
0: and you're you're seeing the problems when you run into, when you try to, you know, grab that, and then you're dealing with independence in a state like Massachusetts.
1: Well, that's all. That's all. The whole picture is right there, yeah. John. Like, see, the thing is, I've, I've often said this in politics. You don't want to, w- why waste your gas on yeah. the, the vote you already have? Right. John, the Trump voter yeah. is automatically with deal. So you're not like, this is always lost to me that that long time people in politics don't get that. That's not who you're playing to. No, you know, you're you're not gaining them. They're already with you. They're right. So you don't need to like, and they call, you know, you can do that through mailers and all that stuff. You reach voters in different ways, but on the airwaves and on social media. You want to get people who and there are plenty, I would argue, tens of thousands of voters who probably feel rather lukewarm about Maura Healy. Um, And she does have a very liberal record and she just doesn't really seem like she would take the state from a centrist point of view like a baker. And I just think it's a shame that like he, him like barking down the road of I'm proud if I had Trump's like that's not, yeah. you know, you already have those people.
0: I know so, you're not gaining anything and I just right. want to share and I want to be very clear these are my words not those of Donna Perry but so Thursday night there was a debate and it was uh province journal and plus Ian Donis so of Rhode Island Public Radio and yeah and again Ashley Kalis who you know she I thought she had a good debate last Tuesday night I I didn't think she did as well uh Wednesday night she's uh, against a, a very God, he's he's like making so many mistakes themselves. It's all, you know, self-inflicted <laughs> right? wounds with Governor McKee. He's like tripping all over himself. But they asked her in a lightning round about Massachusetts is going to vote on this. Yeah. And she seemed, and I was there. She was totally caught off guard. I don't think she was fully listening to the question. She asked them to repeat the question. Mm. And then she just agreed with Governor McKee. Yeah, no, it's decided. Actually, no, it wasn't decided because, as I have said, I believe that Rhode Island, if you put that on the ballot and if, if mass votes, no, you're not going to we're not going to have any more. Where do you think those people are going to come to get a driving license? They're going to come right over the border into Rhode Island to get. One.
1: Uh, uh, yeah,
0: there was an accident back in April of this guy that pulled an illegal U-turn on Route 10 right in Silver Lake. And and he he killed this this 75 year old woman. And 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 it turned out he 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 lived right around there in Oneyville, but he had a Massachusetts driver's license and he didn't speak English. So he was an illegal that got a driver's license. And you would see much more of that. The one thing I'll say is, I think I don't know if Deal Jeff Deal can make enough of an issue for that. But I believe if that were uh, these are my words now, if that went on the Rhode Island ballot. Should Rhode Island give out driver's license to illegals? Donna Perry, I'm telling you, it fails 70 to 30.
1: Right. And I'm and...
0: telling you that people, people right now, they're not even aware of it. And, and again, these are my words, but it was a missed opportunity by Ashley Kalis to differentiate herself from Governor McKee.
1: Also, very good point, John. And yeah. she still has time because the other thing is she, just, she
0: missed it. You know, it was yeah. like she missed it. It was right there. It was there for the taking, but you got to, you know, it's all the whole thing with the debates are new. You've got to be really listening the whole time. Seem really thrown off by that. Um, Ian Donis, I think he was, you know, he was actually, it was pretty good that he even asked it.
1: He kind now, of, Donna yeah. Perry,
0: I also want to ask you, since you worked obviously in media and, um, and, and also on the political side, there was a situation last week with an NBC reporter in Philadelphia, kind of. The first in-person sit-down interview with – he's the lieutenant governor, John Fetterman, who's running against Dr. Oz for that Senate seat. And the guy had a stroke back in the spring, and he's really been limited. And that's the first time a reporter's been in the room with him. And he had to use a closed-caption device. He's a huge guy. He weighs over 300 pounds. And he had this massive stroke, and his his speaking ability is off, and he needs to – to look at what you're saying to him. And she happened to mention when they were trying to make small talk beforehand that he basically couldn't understand them because they didn't have the closed caption device. She came under tremendous heat and criticism from people like Kara Swisher, the New York Times, and these right. others. And, and And she was saying, hey, I was the first one in the room. What you were doing was a Zoom call where he could look at the closed caption device. So I'm curious your thoughts on how that maybe plays with the voters and the way that some of these members of the media really Savannah Guthrie was not even like questioning the reporter, but I give her credit for standing her ground. Like you don't understand. We were the first ones in the room with them.
1: Absolutely. And I, uh, I just think the reporter's piece was an excellent and, and very rare piece of what we're seeing this season, John, where, where this is a the big Democrat, these, this state, that election is right on the line, and I thought yep. she really showed. And when she represented that and she said, I feel very unclear that when the captions were not on the device that he was actually even able to follow yeah. my conversation to him. Right? Uh, John, I'm, I'm sorry. And, and look, for the rest of the media, and by the way, I think NBC – has a black mark on their own, like for them to like cave to just like, they needed to be part of the rest of the media mob. I don't want to say that, but like they really did. And I thought that was awful for them to almost have her on to like be interrogated by, you know, Queen Savannah Guthrie. She's interrogating her own colleague. The piece was so clearly laid out. She interviewed him. But here's the difference between her and the New York Times Kara Swishers of the world. She was not going to help him look good, bad, or, right? She right. was like, he wants to be in the US Senate. This is a yes. very notable situation. And I thought it was actually journalism. And you know what, John? A lot of the rest of the mainstream media, they didn't like recognize it, you know? Like she's doing journalism. And look, she is. I just would say this too, about the great hypocrisy by the rest of the media with all the jabs that they have taken at uh, some of the main Republican, you know, candidates, a Dr. Oz or, okay, Herschel Walker He has a lot of his own problems, but it is perfectly fine for everyone every night. And Oh, Herschel Walker is like a complete dummy and he built all this stuff. Can we only imagine- if if in that Pennsylvania race, if it had been Oz who had had some kind of a stroke, oh my god! And right, and if, right, and if the Republican could not articulate a sentence, they would go crazy. They would say this person is not qualified to be in the U.S. Senate. So just I just talking thought, points, yeah.
0: Donna Perry. You know, look at this is what people with disabilities have to deal with. Excuse me, hold. Is <laughs> it different? Someone has a disability. This guy's trying to pass it off. That he's actually fine. This is a six-year term you're talking about, and this is absolutely fair game. It doesn't mean anyone wishes him a will, ill will. There's a difference between, you know, someone has, where they've revealed what their, quote, disability is. You know, obviously it's obvious right. with someone like a Langevin in a wheelchair. But it's certainly, the, I think the voters have a right to know, and Kara Swisher is, well, maybe you're just lousy at small talk talk about bias in going oh, after that I young mean, reporter.
1: Right. Well, the New York Times is nervous because, you know, the Pennsylvania is very important to the uh to the math here about yes. how far the Democrats get with the Senate seats. You know, that was just unbelievable and it was yeah. poor form and I also think for NBC News to interrogate their own reporter yeah. in that way oh, and I bad. It, yeah, it's just bad form and, and just last on this, look, that is a job, but this—the idea that you're comparing that to people who have a disability—people P- want the most support for someone who has a disability, of course. That is not what this is. No. This is a guy who had a stroke, a setback, and I'm sorry, it just might not be correct for him to be in a job. There's only a hundred senators; they basically run the U.S. government in many ways. John, they're asked to read 800-page pieces yeah. of legislation, right? Um, I'm sorry. I I would say in any case,
0: you know, converse in real time. Right. right? Like you're right there and and they're hearing having hearing and, and so forth. But one last thing about this is, you know, why did this young reporter why did she have to defend herself? I mean, why wasn't Savannah Guthrie saying I want to point out that, you know, her name, she was the first one to actually be in the room. Like, that's what really struck me, Donna Perry, was right. talk about, like, not, not who, you know, who you want in a foxhole. But you're exactly right. NBC basically started to cave along with the mob and start grilling her uh, in an inquisition, almost acting like she had done something wrong. Yeah, like I mean, they,
1: were, they were, like, apologizing for the yes, report. yeah. <laughs> for the truth. You for know? that
0: remark. And what is she supposed to do? The guy's got a computer screen when he is going to do one debate with Dr. Oz? He's insisted that they have this clo- ca- closed caption so he can he can't fully hear you in real time because sounds garbled. So he has to look on the screen and they have a Siri device that shows him what you're saying. Um, you know, they, you don't know the extent of, of which he has. I mean, it doesn't mean that someone deaf or blind or mute couldn't, couldn't right. serve. But I would argue it would be certainly helpful to the voters if they knew person was a mute or deaf and that
1: that's why i'll just finish on that that's why the mass media um really really resented the report because none of them wanted to do a report like that
0: and the the voters see it quick break much more ahead donna perry right here on the john DePietro show it's getting cold already this winter keep your family your employees warm with matthews oil company Call them today, 401-942-7500. Matthews Oil Company, 24-hour emergency service. For over four generations, they make it easy to keep your home comfortable and safe. Trusted oil delivery. Call Matthews Oil Company today, 401-942-7500. You can find them online, matthewsoil.com. Matthews Oil, premier dealer in Rhode Island, delivering the highest quality heating fuels. At Matthews Oil, They take pride providing reliable, affordable service for you and your family, celebrating 90 years of service. Call them now. It's going to be a cold winter. Get that tank filled. Call Matthews Oil Company today, 401-942-7500. In an emergency, they offer 24-hour emergency service. Matthews Oil Company, 401-942-7500. We're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker It's Donna Perry. D.J., um, I sent you that story. I mean, I I like the fact there are even people pushing back on it, saying, you know, Democrats' worst nightmare may come true deja vu of a 50-50 Senate. There's a lot of people saying, well, that's actually not their worst nightmare. Their worst nightmare is actually they're going to lose the Senate right now. I think you can really feel the momentum shift in these midterms. I, I think it has shifted back into the Republican corner.
1: I I really do. And, you know, these these four states when it's we talk about Pennsylvania and we'll talk about, you know, Georgia, Wisconsin, Nevada, those watch. These are the four, you know, and the Democrats really thought that they had the opponent, the Republican opponent on the run. Um, And when you're starting to look at this, yeah, the DNC, John, now there's some finger pointing going on. Number one, it was also they were noting that the. The Senate, you know, uh, majority pack, whatever it is, is, was not keeping up money-wise with the way the Republicans were putting the money in those races. And I just think, so a couple of things about where these races are going. I think that things famously, this is how politics is, they call it, it closes in, it closes in. The average person doesn't have time to pay attention through all, you know, all the months, but now they really take a look at it. And I would just say, um, you know, you they the media has made such a big deal on uh, Pennsylvania and Georgia. So but despite I would say one thing on Walker, despite everything being thrown at him, J.D., that is a dead heat.
0: So it is. And, and you know, as bad as it, it was, a lot of people are still saying that you know they are willing to look past it. They, he still has, you know, three weeks. He still has three weeks. He seems yep. to be getting his feet back under him. And Donna Perry, I also want to touch on, you know, the problem with this Federman oz race is I, I would just argue his health is now the top item, right, for the voter for the, on the ballot. Absolutely. That's what's really they're going to be voting at. And talk about uh, that's going to be, a, you know, that's going to be like a Super Bowl type of thing to watch the debate. He cannot afford, you know, because sometimes he even mispronounces words. I mean, there's clearly the guy is struggling. But those are two big races, Georgia right now and also Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, I think that the, the Democrats did not count on this stuff now being nail biters down to the wire. Um, you know, there are, you know, some of their friends in the media, you know, Oz was just ridiculed and for months, John, and then Fetterman got this whole stroke and get sick and everything. I mean, they were trying to make an issue of where, Oz really lives. I don't think that mattered. He no. does live in Pennsylvania. Right. He could have he had his home in New Jersey. Well, many people cross the states like that. So there's that. Um and I would also note those two Nevada Laxalt is now now they thought um that this person who's been the incumbent Cortez Masto John, she's not doing that well. She no. She's just been a Biden rubber stamp. And yep. Laxalt, um, I've said this before, his father was a mainstay. That's, they are big in Nevada. Right. Big name. I, yes. I think this guy's going to pull it out. They'll take, so now the Republicans, if they take that, if Pennsylvania, if Oz really upsets the equation there, and you also seeing in Wisconsin where Ron Johnson, again, oh, the yeah. media piled on, well, he... Has turned it around, yes. and he is pushing back. On and I crime, think he's yes, crime, yes. Yeah. So you know the the Dems are in a panic because these are these three big state races, and the can you imagine if they lose the Senate? I mean, oh
0: my
1: god! They were so confident. One yes. other thing on the issues, if I may, John. Like go ahead. I th- I think since the summer, two big things they really miscalculated. That abortion would be the big, big central issue. You're going to clean the clock with that. I I don't see it. That's not turning out that way. They also, they have underestimated the problem with this economy and the runaway prices, John, not only- Has inflation not gone away? As we crawl into November, it's getting worse. It is. So whether it's Biden or uh, Secretary Raimondo at Commerce and all these people and they've watered it down and they played it down, J.D., they don't have an answer. And you know what? The average person feels financial pressure. They don't really care about his people are saying, well, it's a global recession. They don't care. They're not happy. They feel the financial squeeze um, it, it is worse as we crawl into November. And I think that's, that is the number one issue. It's really been that way all year, all these side issues. That's what they're going to vote on in my view. So I think the Democrats could maybe crawl to the finish line, the Senate, they're absolutely going to lose the, the U S house.
0: Yeah. Well, and in uh, another big Senate seat, obviously, um, is, well, there's several, uh, grassley is only a couple points up but that ohio senate race jd vance oh
1: and right right
0: tim ryan that's a big one folks again we're speaking with independent columnist opinion maker donna perry dj former president barack obama has made waves and i kind of like when both he and i'll give credit both him and hillary clinton but you know saying about this he's not afraid to speak out about woke coach woke culture and you know uh, in the past, like, you know, the whole Carvel, Hillary, this whole business, like defund the police. You and I have talked about Carvel saying that's the most ridiculous slogan he's ever heard. But what do you make of Obama in coming out and saying that, you know, the Democrats, many times, you don't want to be the party that's a buzzkill and right. it's like I such like the it. party of the, the woke culture? I remember when uh, President Obama was funny, you know, you have these people and they. They get on Twitter and they think they're so woke and they put out this big tweet and they they think they've done something or accomplished something. And he's saying, I'm I'm here to tell you, you haven't accomplished anything like that's not being involved. That's not being engaged. But what I want to hear your thoughts on Obama and his criticism of the party.
1: Well, I think uh, if they would listen, he's actually given them some advice here. Um, Because, J.D., how long can this go on? I think what what he's trying to say, and he said, you know, nobody likes feeling like they're forever walking on eggshells, uh, whether it begins in academia, and then, you know, you have the Twitter mobs, and they, you know, they want to go after everybody for, you know, this and that. And I think he's trying to say... That you're not resonating ordinary people, don't look at all of these, you know, don't like parse everyone's words all day long. And they don't have the luxury of time to do that. They're too busy working, maybe two jobs and all this other stuff. So yep. Obama calling out his party, I think it and it is very interesting that he is doing this um at this time, and, and maybe he just feels that. Someone has to like who who would see he's like an untouchable. Right. So I don't know who's going to mock him. And so right. I think he probably feels he can get away with with saying that. But I think he's trying to give them political advice and say, look, you're talking over people's heads. You're yeah. talking around them. The average person does not get fixated on pronouns. Um, yes, the average person right. You know, um, Do you remember Carville
0: has started to say, you know, they don't like you. You're not enjoyable to be around. Right. No one likes to be criticized in that way. What I find interesting about it, though, Donna Perry, is I mean, slowly Obama is almost like he was like the cool one of the Democrat Party. He's almost becoming that maybe he's like almost conservative compared to some of the, <laughs> yes. you know, the progressives where, you know, he's not he's not cool enough.
1: Right. Well, he's so, also he's becoming almost like an elder statesman, you know, like an, of the party. And he's yeah. he is. And he's kind of saying, look, um, no, a lot of them think he was, you know, not really a little more conservative than liberal for compared to some of the progressives. Yeah. Um, and maybe, John, he's trying to signal to to Biden's team and say, stop being so afraid, deathly afraid of the progressives because yes. it's actually not a winning formula for you.
0: Oh, no, that's so, right now also uh, donna perry finally um the uh I, I had sent to you so you have the vice president kamala harris and there she is out campaigning with the governor of michigan who's <laughs> also being gretchen Whitmer, who's being touted as a possible presidential candidate for uh 24 now there's a list of them now i would kind of put gavin newsom the governor of california in the mix now biden you know, he had been saying now he is going to run, but it, it, it just seems as though things are collapsing again between the Saudis um, and, and what's mm. happening with oil. But yep. um, what what is your take on Harris and the governor of Michigan kind of palling around campaigning together like, yeah, we're we could be, you know, the team for 2024?
1: Well, you know, I, I do think it was interesting uh, if you read her body language. And I thought the write up by if it was Politico it was very, very good. Axios, but you know, it it almost seemed though, John, she was like kind of overly trying to look chummy and she's laughing, very complimentary to Gretchen Whitmer, who who she may seem though see as a future rival. Um, and I think you know, they the article that I saw, they you know, what they made the point of why it's not so that Whitmer herself is such a striking figure, but she, by ironically, she was elevated by Trump, by him having, you remember these very public battles with her. And it was actually at the height of the pandemic, I believe, and how Michigan was, you know, was, or wasn't like, you know, keeping track of their, you know, um, things they were supposed to be passing out and and all that stuff. And so she kind of got caught up in that. And then there was the plot to kidnap her and that gets elevated. And I'm not laughing at that, but I'm just saying she kind of um, is seen as a rising star. And very importantly, because the Democratic Party in recent decades, John, they have they have lost a big hold on a state like Michigan. Yeah. And they have really lost a lot of steam in the Midwest. Yeah. And that is a big reversal for them. When you talk about the presidential map that, you, you know, they are seeding a lot of the Midwest to the Republicans. And a lot of it is because of, like we say, this far left, you know, uh, brand imprint that that they're putting out there. And I think they may look at a state like Michigan, um, that she would be a significant, you know, let's be honest, they do look at the state that let's say someone does, is in the running for the, the presidential campaign, you know, um, and she, that puts her in a very prime seat. So we'll see. I think right. Harris and her you know, there's a lot of time, but on the other hand, you and I have said, John, there's actually not a ton of time for people to begin to lay out the roadmap for, for 24. Folks,
0: again, she is independent columnist, opinion maker Donna Perry. DJ, great job as always, and we will talk
1: to you again. You bet.
0: The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations fifteen twenty four Atwood Avenue, Suite one hundred twenty two in Johnston, or East Greenwich fifty seven fifty Post Road, At Med Urgent Care, urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families specializing in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment service, at Med Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals, they're a cost-efficient healthcare care alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from covid you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations: Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road. Online at atmedurgentcare.net. The Cooset Inn, 226 Cooset Avenue in West Warwick, or Island Tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner. Or drinks in the lounge they can also accommodate large groups a great meal a feast is waiting for you at the coesed inn stop it and see them all year round 226 coesed avenue in west warwick they're waiting for you at the coesed inn to the john DiPietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at our website DePetro.com. remember weekdays 11 to 2 but visit the website petro.com that's the best way to reach me there's a direct link contact john we also have all our sponsors right there we have unique original reporting stories videos also all our links to social media whether it's facebook when we do facebook live or youtube or twitter this is the perfect time of year to have some paving done for your home residential commercial seal coating and patios make it letter j j perry paving they provide high quality fair pricing exceptional service call them today for a free estimate 401-732-1730 the next couple of months get your driveway prepared for winter time call j perry paving today for a free quote 401-732-1730 licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting their clients needs no matter how big or how small whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed call j perry paving today affordable smooth safe to drive on aesthetically appealing remember even asphalt can be recycled reused. call them for a free quote letter j j perry paving look for them on facebook and call 401 732 1730 remember no one's better to veterans then j perry paving call them today 401-732-1730 high quality fair pricing exceptional service free estimate j perry paving 401-732-1730 remain healthy stop in and see marie at it's my health 1099 mendon road in cumberland you can also look for her on facebook but call her 401 401- 305-3585. You know the building. It's that historic white church diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's my health. What do you find inside? Well, first of all, great service, great selection, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus hemp and CBD products, natural skin care, it's My Health. Pop in and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401 305 3585, diagonally across from davidport Restaurant.